0: engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reflection great to have you with us feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments and one of the key prayer intentions we're focusing on in these days is Ohio we're in a novena of prayer leading up to the August 8th uh, election whereby the people of Ohio will be able to put a roadblock in front of the pro-abortion movement put a roadblock there to stop the. um, Uh, the, uh, to make it harder for them in November to amend the constitution because they want to force a fake invented never before heard of before Roe v. Wade right to abortion into the state constitution was never intended to be there and they want to force it in there anyway because they don't care about constitutional republics or the votes of citizens or anything like that. So we're going to put a little roadblock in the way and, 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 and change the requirement. So that instead of just 50% of the people plus one, uh, there would be a 60% threshold. That's what that's about. We'll pray about that at the end, that there'll be a yes vote, a victory for the yes vote on the 8th of August. So let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Let's listen to his word today, which has a beautiful lesson to teach us about respecting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we look to you as the creator and we look to your son as the one through whom and for whom all things have been created. And we look at your spirit whom we invoke as creator blessed because he hovered over the waters at the dawn of time and brought forth life and beauty and light and order. Oh God, you are the God who pours out being on all creation, who wants all things to have being, to have life. God did not make death, your word says. In fact, your word says, O oh God, that you will destroy death. And you have fulfilled that promise in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Looking forward now to our own resurrection. Make us always aware of our identity as the people of life. And may we affirm life, defend it, celebrate it and serve it all our days. We repent of any failure of ours, any deliberate failing, any sin, regarding not respecting life or being too timid in defending it, we repent of that. We repent of all our sins and we look forward, Lord God, to your ongoing grace and growth in holiness. We pray through Christ our Lord, amen. All right, today's reading is from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, These are the festivals of the Lord, which you shall celebrate at their proper time with a sacred assembly. The Passover of the Lord falls on the 14th day of the first month at the evening twilight. The 15th day of this month is the Lord's Feast of Unleavened Bread. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first of these days you shall hold a sacred assembly and do no sort of work. On each of the seven days you shall offer an oblation to the Lord. Then on the seventh day you shall again hold a sacred assembly and do no sort of work. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When you come into the land which I am giving you and reap your harvest, you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, who shall wave the sheaf before the Lord, that it may be acceptable for you. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall do this. Beginning with the day after the Sabbath, the day on which you bring the wave offering sheaf, you shall count seven full weeks. And then on the day after the seventh week, the fiftieth day, you shall present the new cereal offering to the Lord. The tenth of this seventh day of the month is the Day of Atonement, when you shall hold a sacred assembly and mortify yourselves and offer an oblation to the Lord. The fifteenth day of this seventh month is the Lord's Feast of Booths, which shall continue for seven days. On the first day there shall be a sacred assembly, and you shall do no sort of work. For seven days you shall offer an oblation to the Lord, and on the eighth day you shall again hold a sacred assembly and offer an oblation to the Lord. On that solemn closing you shall do no sort of work. These, therefore, are the festivals of the Lord, On which you shall proclaim a sacred assembly and offer as an oblation to the Lord burnt offerings and cereal offerings, sacrifices and libations as prescribed for each day. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, worshiping God has a structure. We have seen in various readings that God prescribes and commands the building of certain objects. We reflected, for example, about the dwelling that the Israelites brought with them on the desert journey. We know about the temple that was built under God's specific instructions. And now we also see that the worship of God has a structure with regard to time. There are certain days that are more special than others. Now, God is with us on every day. On every day of the year, on every day of our lives, we are to be repenting of sin. But there are special days designated to focus on that. And you saw here an example of one of them the Day of Atonement. In our Christian life, we have the season of Lent, right? Especially focused on something, bringing special attention and putting special emphasis on something that we know we are supposed to be doing every single day. But that's exactly the point. Because we're supposed to be doing it every day is not a reason for not having a special day that focuses on that. It's exactly the opposite. It is the reason for having a special day focused on that so that we can spur ourselves on, so that we can remind ourselves, not that we are to repent of sin only on that day, but that we are to repent every day. Similarly, special days, for example, when we celebrate the... um, deliverance that God has given us. This is what Passover is. Remember the works of the Lord. He delivered you from Egypt. So we're going to celebrate that, claiming that freedom of God now in the present time. Well, we're to remember the works of the Lord every day. We're to welcome His free and grace every day. But there are certain special days that accent that, that put an exclamation point on it precisely so that we don't forget on any of the other days. This is the liturgical year. The, in the Jewish faith, based right here on the book of Leviticus and other books, we see God laying out a calendar of celebrations. So we have that in the Christian world as well. We have it in our personal world as well. We have certain holidays, right? There's the Fourth of July. There's Memorial Day. We have big holiday Christian holidays, Christmas, Easter, and other days. We have personal days like our birthdays and anniversaries. All of this is part of being human. We mark time with certain special things. Now, your anniversary is not the only day that you celebrate your love for one another in marriage. But again, it's a special day that is meant to give stimulus to all of uh, that observance throughout the year. Certain special things about this. the, the, The calendar that was given to God's people under the Old Covenant is, like everything else in the Old Testament, a foreshadowing of the calendar that we have as christians so the passover of the lord is celebrated right what is the passover for us it is easter it is the 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 sacred triduum the days of the death resurrection of christ that's the culmination of the year that's the passover of the lord for us now 50 days after the passover was the jewish feast of pentecost 50 days after our Passover in Christ is the Christian feast of Pentecost. And this is rooted originally in agriculture. This is rooted originally in the fruits of the earth. And it's not that that isn't religious. That's very religious because God is the creator. So you see here the idea that When the first fruits of the land come forth for the harvest, so the very first gathering of the harvest, it's to be brought to God. The earth has yielded its fruit. Now, this is based in nature. This is about life, which we'll draw out in a moment. This is about God as the one who gives us everything. So you see how worship is tied in with the... The the rugged earth, the soil, the dirt, the fruit, the rain, the harvest, the growth, the grain. This is all a manifestation of God. Creation proclaims the glory, power, and beauty and intelligence of God and the generosity of God. And so we celebrate that right from the very beginning of salvation history by saying, okay, the earth has yielded its fruit. Here's the grain, here's the cereal. Here's the wheat, here's the barley, whatever it is. Lord, I'm bringing it to you. Here are the grapes, here are the olives. There were various different offerings and sacrifices among the Jewish people. And so it's brought before the Lord to say, Lord, we acknowledge a few things here. Yes, we worked to plant and to harvest. Yes, we were patient while the rains came and the growth happened. But all of this, no matter how hard we worked, all of this is your gift we acknowledge lord god that these, this harvest is not just a result of human effort it's you O oh god commanding us what to do and then we receive this as your gift furthermore it all belongs to you and the fact that the grain of the earth belongs to him is also a sign that our life belongs to him because our life is sustained by that by that food by that harvest the relationship between this natural life and worship of god is key right from the beginning. Look at what happened when our first parents sinned. That that original sin, that choice of death, brought curses, right? But the curses were not just on Adam and Eve that they would die. The curse was also on the land. Genesis 3, um, verse uh, 17, says, Because of this, cursed is the ground because of you in pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life verse 18 thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground so nature itself is damaged by sin not it's not just our soul that's damaged and our body and our relationships But created nature, so it's harder for the ground to bring forth its fruit. That's why the prophecies of the Messiah are not just about he will come to forgive your sins or to teach you the truth about God, but he will come so that the land is more fertile. Listen, for example, to Isaiah 35. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened natural gifts not just supernatural the eyes of the blind shall be open nature wounded by sin all suffering all sickness all disease death all ultimately come from sin but then shall the eyes of the blind be open ah now the restoration is happening and the ears of the deaf unstopped this is why the miracles of jesus are so important it points to who he is as the fulfiller of this prophecy then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute shall sing for joy for waters, now look, it's going right down to the ground here. Waters break forth in the wilderness, streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. Redemption involves the physical earth. So our stance in Christ is one that recognizes natural life, the crowning of which is human life, birth, pregnancy, safety of the child, nurturing of the baby. All of this is tied in with this. Barrenness is seen throughout the Scriptures as a curse, a blessing of God, on the other hand, brings forth fertility and lots of children. And again, it's reflected in the fruitfulness of the earth itself, even right up until the last page of the Bible. We looked at it on the very first pages of the Bible. Cursed is the ground. It will bring forth fruit with, with difficulty. But then look at the very last page of the Scriptures. John looking at this new and heavenly Jerusalem. And in the city is the river. And on either side of the river, it says, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month notice it's not just an annual harvest it's monthly The superabundance of life is what is being spoken about here and not just supernatural life we have to be careful in the pro-life movement not to over supernaturalize things it's natural life we're talking about it's fruit from the trees it's the fruit of the womb it's human life And then it says, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Sin wounded and brought us the culture of death. The leaves of the tree of life are now for the healing of the nations. So, the religious festivals have their origin in this agricultural cycle. The first fruits are brought as an offering to the Lord. And then we have this correlation with the Christian festival and we take on a more supernatural meaning here because the Passover is celebrated and then the people are set free from slavery in Egypt. They go into the desert. And then 50 days later, the law is given on Mount Sinai. Now, not only is this seven-week period, plus one, 50 days, related to the agricultural harvest, it's now related to the harvest of the law of God, the harvest of the covenant. God appears on Mount Sinai. Moses comes down with the commandments and now gives the people what? Their way of life. Choose life. This is the context for that. God says, now I've given you the... The first fruits of the covenant. I've given you the law. Now live it, and you'll get the fullness of, of life and salvation. And then in the Christian world, again, the Passover is the death and resurrection of Christ. Christ is the first fruits of those risen from the dead. Paul says it. Again, it's taking this, this cue from, from natural life. Let's go for a minute to 1 Corinthians 15 we taking the cue from the natural life. We, le- we have a lesson on the, on the timetable, if you will, of the supernatural life. Um, and the resurrection of the dead is proclaimed here as Christ, the firstfruits. As in Adam all die, 1 Corinthians 15, so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each in his own order, Christ, the firstfruits. Then at his coming, all who belong to Christ, we will all rise from the dead. Fifty days after he rises from the dead, the first fruits of the harvest come for us. The Spirit is poured out. The Spirit is poured out on us at Pentecost. So Pentecost, originally the giving of the law, is now the giving of the one who writes the law on our hearts, the Holy Spirit. Life matters. Timetables matter. Feast days matter. Not all time is equal. All time belongs to God. Every day we are encountering God, but that doesn't mean it's like a flat plateau. There are certain days that bring more emphasis on certain truths, more grace, more celebration. Let's value that and let's always connect it with life. You know, we have in our teachings at Priests for Life and my book, Proclaiming the Message of Life, we have the analysis of how the different feast days in the Christian calendar, whether it's repenting of sin at Lent or receiving the spirit of life at Pentecost or anything in between, have a connection to our affirmation of life, our being pro-life, our protection of the unborn. They all illuminate and strengthen that commitment. Let's make sure we're learning more about that all the time. Let's go back into prayer and let's pray for Ohio. Lord, we pray today for all the uh, prayer intentions being left by our friends. In the comments for all the prayer intentions we have in our hearts. And we ask you now, Lord, to grant all those requests, answer all those prayers. And Lord, in this particular way, we pray for an end to abortion. We pray that you stop the efforts of those who want to expand uh, more abortion, make more bloodshed in our land, make more money for the abortion industry, in particular in states like Ohio, where the pro-abortion people are trying to impose abortion, unlimited abortion, even in the state constitution. They're trying it in other states, Florida, South Dakota, Missouri, and there'll be others too. Lord, in particular, bless Ohio and may the citizens vote yes to put a roadblock in front of these abortion advocates. Let's say this special prayer. You'll find it at prayercampaign.org for victory in Ohio. Lord of life, Father of all, we thank you for the great victories that you have brought us as we work to protect the unborn and their moms, dads, and families from the violence of abortion. Lord, as your people now have more opportunity to shape abortion policy in each state, we see many states restoring protection to our unborn brothers and sisters. We also see abortion forces attempting to expand abortion and even declare it a right under the state's constitution. Lord, we pray today for victory in Ohio as we work to protect its constitution from those who want to impose a policy of unlimited abortion. We pray in particular for the special election of August 8th, for which the voting is already underway. We pray that the voters will have the wisdom to approve the provision that would make it harder to amend the Constitution by raising the threshold to 60%. As a result of this, Lord God, we pray that the citizens of Ohio will have an ever greater appreciation of the importance of their Constitution, of the impact of amending it, and of the need to require strong consensus among the people before changing their most fundamental governing document. Lord, bring victory to the yes vote on August 8th so that it will be more difficult for promoters of abortion to change the Ohio Constitution later into a ticket to unlimited abortion. May your people speak up for what is right. Take action for what is just and make the sacrifices necessary to preserve the sanctity of life and family. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please get that prayer at prayercampaign.org. Have your churches say it this weekend. The vote is coming up on August 8th. Let's pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Victory in Ohio. Contact all your friends there. Put things up on social media, so even if you don't know people there, people there still can see it. Let's get some victory here. God bless you. Support our work. Stay connected to our programs. We will talk to you soon.